You've seen their TV shows. You've watched their webcasts. Now, Hartigan Stapes and Broughton invite you to Poker in the Ears. Hello, my babies! My babies, and welcome to Poker in the Ears. We are not live, but we are not EPT not live. We are Poker in the Ears. We are here in Monaco. We are indeed. I'm just waiting for confirmation just to make sure I got yes, that right. You have. I want to make a mistake <laughs> right correct. out of the gate. Just in case you cut and paste the running order from Panama, for example, and forgotten to change a keyword. Correct. Right. I am Uncle Daddy Joe Stapleton. That is my work wife, James Hardigan. That is my work abusive stepdad, Matt Broughton. Coming up on today's show, there was a party here for the qualifiers that we were supposed to go to, despite the fact that I was forced to go, and despite the fact that I was sober, it was actually pretty fun. I can confirm that. All the team pros were there, including Fatima Marrera DeMello Mastrantonio. <laughs> and she is our guest on today's show. We shot a new cash game show here in Monaco. While we are not going to tell you what happened in that show, we are going to tease the boop out of you because just a little bleep boop, a little just the tip because it was awesome. It's going to be fantastic what you see in January. The main event is well underway. In fact, the final table is tomorrow. Shooting this a little later than we usually do. We're going to save most of those stories for the audio podcast next week when we'll be joined by Maria Ho, who's also in the cash game. But since we are here in a place where I can play online poker, I decided to take a shot at Scoop. Excellent. Matt, join me. Yep. Some stories from that in Adventures of Online Poker. Adventures in Online Poker and of Online Poker. And I'm very excited about this week's super fan. His name is Richard Nielsen, and he is the man behind the curtain. He is the, the behind-the-scenes dealer, but he was once the in-front-of-the-scenes dealer. Wow. And you will recognize him from a very famous clip, which we will show you later on. Guys, I've talked about this a little bit leading up to this, a little bit on the webcast. I am now, like, nine days sober. Not forever. Do we present you with a coin I was just, just yeah. going to say, apart from the one euro for the coffee machine, that you don't get anything special. I'll take it. I mean, the coffee is important when you're being sober. Uh, I will say this. Uh, keep your coin. I don't see the appeal. <laughs> really? Being sober. Yeah. Really? I don't see, I'm, ju I'm just as tired. I am. You see, I feel the opposite because when you said you were going to do this, I thought, well, normally if I'm going drinking with someone on location, it's you. So if you're not drinking, I won't drink. And actually, this week has been murder. It's been so hard. The days have been yes. so long. And ironically, and if I've been... If I'd been drinking, I don't think I'd have made it through this week. Well, see, I have like nothing to look forward to at nighttime. Like the other night, I was like, "Oh man, I'll, I could. I know that I'm being sober this week, but all I really want is just one bottle of wine. That's it. <laughs> just one. Just, just, just one. One bottle. One liter of vodka. That's all it just taken, to see me to bed. Just to take the edge off. Yeah, going to bed has been a little difficult for me. <laughs> the other thing, I don't get hangovers. And so I really don't see the appeal of this whole sobriety thing. It's really <laughs> not working out very well for me. Plus, I have to be sober with myself all the time. You know, some people like are easier to deal with when you're drunk. Yeah. I'm easier to deal with when I'm drunk. No, you're not. Well, for me, I am. Okay, well, I'm seeing it from everyone else's perspective. Oh, get out of here. I'm exactly <laughs> the same when I'm drunk than when I'm sober. Uh, I will say that th here's part of the reason also that I don't see the appeal to being sober. I still managed in London last week to get chucked out of a Burger King at 2 o'clock in the morning. What are completely you, sober. What are you doing in a Burger King at 2 o'clock in the morning if you're completely sober? Well, the, they're, the only joy, the should we give you one of these? The only joy I have in life uh, at this point is food. And so I was really badly jet lagged in London and I was super, I like, I took a nap so I could go see Guardians of the Galaxy at midnight, realizing that the stupid movie listings say 1201, but they actually mean 
12.01 the same day that they're... It's messed up. So I got up the, the wrong day. Okay, let me just be, <laughs> just be clear. So basically, say the movie opens on a Friday. Yeah. Right? So if it's 12.01, that should be one minute past midnight on Friday. Right, but it listed at one past midnight on Thursday. Oh, no, that is wrong. That's right. a factual inaccuracy. Correct. And so this, this movie was actually playing at technically midnight Thursday, but I went to sleep Tuesday night thinking it was tech, it was 12.01 Wednesday, you know, whatever. You know so, what, his anecdotes when he's sober are much... See? <laughs> see? Much weaker. Boring-ass anecdotes from being sober. Anyway, it was the wrong day, so I was up, and it was 2 o'clock in the morning, and I was like, I'm staying at Leicester Square, so there's a McDonald's, and there's a Burger King, and I was like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go to McDonald's and get nuggets and fries, which I like from McDonald's, and then I'm going to go to Burger King. Nice. And I'm going to get a Whopper. And I'm really going to treat myself. So I go to McDonald's, get the stuff. And then I go into Burger King and the security guard's like, uh-uh, no outside food. You can't eat that here. And I was like, oh, oh no, no, no. I'm, I'm not going to eat. I'm just going just gonna to buy a Whopper and leave. And he's like, no, you can't do that. So let me get this right. You walked into a Burger King with a McDonald's bag? With a bag and a cup. But I was like, I can I just, understand that's slightly antagonistic, right? What the fuck are you talking about? I just want to spend more money in your restaurant. Yeah, but don't forget, that's probably just the guy is mostly not dealing with legit multi-fast yeah. food Well, first of all, what kind of, what, yeah, what kind of person does this? I understand it's out of the ordinary. I was like, yes. I'm sorry, sir. You don't understand. I just want to buy a Whopper and leave. And he was like, you can't and, do that. And sorry, and remind me, what time was this? It was about 2 o'clock in the morning. Okay, in Leicester Square. That bouncer... His his tolerance-ometer is dialed Correct. right to zero. At which zero. point I said, I was like, so you guys just want to turn away business. And he goes, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but the good news is, really, you didn't get chucked out. You just weren't even let in in the first well, place. Well, no, because what happened was I went back to my room, ate the McDonald's, went back to Burger King, bought 10 Whoppers, and then I dumped them out on the floor in front of them. Did you did you go, you guys get paid on commission, right? Big mistake. And I just Huge. went like this, and I just dumped all the Whoppers <laughs> out on the floor, at which point I was chucked out of the Burger King. Right, that would make more sense. So, yeah, so I'm a much worse person when I'm sober, apparently, than when I'm drunk, so I think I'm really looking forward to going back to, uh, to drinking. One other quick story on the way here was uh, I landed uh, in Nice at the same time as Maria Ho, who is working with us, and for some reason, uh, we had separate cars booked, uh, which was... Awkward at first because me and Maria are really close friends and we're like, oh, I guess we can't ride together. Turned out to be fantastic because remember last summer there was a poker player who told me he wanted to punch me in the face? I remember. He had shown up and asked to bum a ride with Maria. Oh. So luckily we did have separate cars because had he we been in the same car, I'd have been like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so... Luckily, they rode separately, and I got to text Marie about, hey, remember what he said about me last time? She was like, oh, right, good. So luckily, that little error didn't work out too badly. Uh, I myself made a gigantic error this week, one that Matt Broughton uh, cost him a couple of bucks in our Adventures in Online Poker. Adventures in Online Poker. A lot going on in online poker at the moment because Scoop started early, a week earlier than normal. It's running while we're here in Monte Carlo with event number one. And I guess because you guys had some time on your hands during the cash game shoot, you thought, let's play some Scoop. Yeah, I actually uh, started early. I started playing these progressive knockout tournaments because I'm like, I'm just going to go crazy, play all the online poker I can while I'm in Monaco. Oh, for five, 
in these progressive knockouts for cashing well zero bounties in five attempts. That's generally not the aim of the game. Just not, thought I'd throw that out. <laughs> not the aim of the game. It gets to the point where I'm just calling all ins like firsthand just to get a bounty. Right. Still over in those, but scoop went a little bit differently. Unfortunately, I did not read the fine print. No. First of all, and then I made me and Matt late reg for this scoop event. Yeah. So hang on, hang on. This is the the phase event, right? Where well, I didn't know it was a phase event. First of all, I didn't even know what a phase event was until after Joe, we had Joe was in charge. Joe now, was very keen. Like, come on, we got to play this one. Come on, hurry up. Like, we can play this thing. Bring your laptop. We're going to sit. We're going to play stuff. Run, 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 run. Right, quickly register. What, this one, Joe? There's, there's 6,000 people. Yeah, guys, that one, that one. I am pretty sure, yeah. reasonably sure, mm -hmm. that when we discussed Scoop on the podcast, mm -hmm. probably a couple of weeks ago, I talked about the fact that they'd added this event, which had multiple phases, multiple entries, multiple low buy-ins, which then picks up towards the end of the festival. I kind of switch off when you talk, so I might Fine. miss that, but it's probably true. Good. I didn't Do you even, know what this is? I don't Karma. Even... In your face. Both of you. <laughs> Especially you. I don't even know what you just said, let alone what you said. Do you know, it's Last funny that talking. I thought, oh my God, James has joined us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I rush this over there. I'm like, got a late Reg's thing. First thing I didn't realize is there was another phase starting like in 30 minutes. Yeah. So we, we all st we started with like 18 big blinds for yeah. no reason. Yeah. Uh, because, by the way, there's the buy-in for this, by the way? I played both the scoop low for 11. I just played the low. And I also played the scoop medium for 109, and I played the Sunday million. You paid $109 for an 18 big blind stack. Yeah, I don't know. It might have been 11 big blinds. And the thing lines. was, he literally went, what, this one? Yeah, quickly register. What, this one? The one with six? Yeah, that's it. Register. Oh, no, wait a minute. I'm like, it's too late. I'm now at the table. <laughs> I got chips. He went, oh, do you know what, Matt? Oh, do you know what? Actually, do you know what? That was really dumb of me. I'm like, well, I've got a hand now. I've got a hand now. What do I do? Yeah, we didn't need to do that. We didn't need to do that at all. And so what I didn't realize is that I thought that the phases were all still, it was going to be a one-day tournament. Uh, and actually, there are 35 phase yes. ones <laughs> and one phase two. And phase two... The phase one tournament I lost finally six and a half hours. Once we've registered, then I go back and look at what this means. So just to be clear, all of the information is in the lobby. You just didn't read it. Yeah, I guess so. But when you're late regging, you don't have time. But you didn't it. need to late reg because there were multiple phases. Yeah, but there, there should be something there that says, like, you don't need to late reg this. <laughs> well, Joe the flashes yes. in like an enormous yes. aerial. Hey, Joe, this is Rick from customer support. We know you're kind of an idiot. Just want to make sure that you knew there was other phases to this tournament. So, yes, it explains it here. If you, if you survive with chips, your stack will be moved to phase two, which plays on May 21st, 1230 Eastern time. Okay, so you got three weeks to prepare. You got three weeks to get a coach, get some training in, work on your game, I, ICM considerations. I will not be in a Poker Stars legal nation on May 21st. I will be in the United States of America. That's a YP, not an MP. <laughs> Within 60 seconds of registering, I've been told, you've registered for a long time, and, oh, I can't even win this one because I can't play it even if I get through. I was like, why are we here? Why have we run to your room with all our laptops and power leads? He's like, yeah, this is a totally pointless pursuit, and we've kind of done it wrong already. How did the pointless pursuit go? It went I don't know how to uh, here's, here's how it went. Congratulations. Yay! You've won entry to phase <coughs> two of Scoop. Uh, you must play in the target phase. Otherwise, you forfeit your seat. Well, those terms and conditions are very clear. Yes, very clear. So I uh, am actually going to be in Fargo working on another gig on this particular day. Well, I was supposed to fly to Fargo the day after this, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to fly to Fargo a day early. Two of the guys I'm working with in Fargo said they're going to drive with me to Canada. So we're going to get in a car, land in Fargo, get in a car, drive three hours to Winnipeg, Canada. Nice. Get a, get a hotel room for the night. 
play the phase two tournament, drive back to Fargo in the morning. So I'm going for this. I'm going to win a scoop bracelet. But this wasn't the most entertaining thing that happened. The most entertaining thing that happened is that... I won $25. That's right. Matt won $25 playing the, uh, the well deal. Done, the deal that I... I'm, oh, yes. Use your stars coin to... to I, I didn't even really know. When I got knocked out, Joe was like, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Let's see what we can spend your money on. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And he was like, do a deal thing. Do a deal. I was like, what's the deal thing? Bang. I played it once. Won $25. I think that's it. I'm going to retire. You're, uh, you're above even for the, for, for the scoop. You're it's up. Hugely profitable Because he only spent 11 bucks. So he more than doubled his money. So uh, the funniest thing that happened was I was, Maria Ho was also berating me via text message about the phases. And we had a conversation about it. And then I later had another conversation about it, which I'm going to show you guys about here. More needling from Maria Ho. It's called a phase tourney, boo boo, which I say you're called a phase tourney. (laughs) And she said, your mom is called a phase tourney. And I said, who phases 22 days later? And she said, your mom. Oh, Maria, she's so sweet. She just wrote, are you offended by mom jokes? I once did that to someone and found out his mom had passed. (laughs) I'm going to call my mom up to see what she thinks. Hello? Mom? Yes? Hi, Dad and Mom. How are you? I'm fine, but I I have some slightly bad news for you guys. I was talking to my friend on Instant Messenger, and I asked her a question uh, having to do with something to do with poker, my friend Maria Ho, and she criticized me for not knowing something was called a phase tournament, and I said, you're called a phase tournament, and then she wrote back, your mom is called a phase tournament. Are you sure? Because if you are, I will beat the shit out of her. No, she doesn't even know me, Joe. She's only saying that to get back at you. Are you promise me you're not offended? I'm not offended. Because then I said I said something about like a length of time, like, oh, who waits twenty two days or something? And then she wrote back, Your mom. I know she doesn't know you, but I just, I, I'm just, I'm so mad right now. Oh, sweetheart, it's okay, I don't care. That's the kind of happens when people get into, think about it, she had such a small mind and had no comeback. I mean, that's a little kid on the playground years ago go, your mama, you know what I mean? Don't worry about it. Well, this is why, this is why I'm so upset because you're so sweet and you would not even let something like this bother you. You don't deserve it. All right. You know what I mean? Maybe I would be offended if it, if it were somebody that I really cared about, like one of your friends I really liked who said something like that. I don't know this person. I oh, don't care. Do you care? If like I, I said, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, that is such a cheesy comeback. What? I just, I don't know. There's, there's like no, there's no comeback to that comeback is the problem. And so I have no choice but to call you. Do you think... Do you think I should write back your mom with like a bunch of exclamation points? No, honey. I I don't not not on my behalf, my dolly. Alright, fine. You know what you would do? You would just turn the other cheek and that's what I'm gonna do. That's what Jesus would do and that's what you'd do. Yeah, because it's like I said, I get upset if something hurtful is said by somebody I like, I admire I respect, and then it might hurt my feelings. I don't know. 
know this woman. And like I said, you know, you got into a back and forth with her. She had no comeback, so she, you know, she, it was one of those hit below the belt. Well, it could be, it could be because I called yeah. her, I called her a hoe. But that's okay. It's okay. No, no, no! I called, I called her, I called her a hoe. Yeah, but but Joe, if she came back and said so, is your mom or your mama, it's fine. I don't care. Okay, because also her last name's Ho, so it's not really like an insult. Right? No, no. Because you know what? I, I know who I am. Okay. You know who you are, mom. You're right? my, you're my mom, not your mom. You're my mom. I love you too. Let it go. I serious. I don't care. Okay, I I gotta go. You know what? Yep. Go on. You may back off. You may back off, and you may have friends who know me who are gonna jump her instead. That's true. You know what? That is true. Okay. I'm, I can't let this get out because somebody might jump her. Okay. No, no. But that's no. So if you want to take it off, that's fine. But it's like I don't care. But what I'm saying to you, it, to me, it would be very likely. That someone who knows me is going to jump, you know, figuratively jump her. Okay, I'm probably going to... Don't worry about it. All right. Oh, my God. Okay. All right, I'm just going to let it go. I love you. Tell Dad I'm okay with him. I love you, too, my darling. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Bizu, bizu. Bizu, bizu. Bye-bye. Oh, man. The The real sad bit there... Is the fact that they are trying to take you seriously and answer your concerns because they clearly just think you're a complete retard. They're like, no, my darling, it's absolutely not, not like, like, are you fucking joking me? Or like, oh, don't, don't be a tool. They're like, no, because when a mummy bird and a daddy bird love each other very much, that is like, and it's so sweet that they have such a low regard for your intelligence that they're trying to answer you compassionately and seriously. I feel so sorry for your parents. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh, your poor mum and dad. You trolled them for like five minutes. <laughs> Didn't leave veiled fr- threats from my mother. Watch your back, Maria Ho. <laughs> All right, kids, it's time to talk about Monaco so far with our guests, Fatima, Maria, Demelo, Wolfgang Amadeus. <laughs> Peace out, guys. Welcome to the show. Peace in. Finally, someone who knows my name. That's right. I got all of the moving parts. More on that <laughs> later on. We got a fun game for you coming up later on. Now, the first thing you did is you actually sat down and asked Matt about his arm. Now, you were on the, the webcast this week, and Matt said you worked some Matt. Matt's falling apart. I am falling apart. I've had like really bad tennis elbows since last summer when I did a lot of DIY and was using this circular saw and it triggered off this tennis elbow. I didn't yeah, even right. get the pleasure yeah, right. of playing tennis first. Haven't the doctors considered amputating, just replacing it with like I'd, a kind of metallic equipment? Well, they already took his eyes out. I'd quite like that. But I've had x-rays, ultrasound, injections, physiotherapy. And then Fatima sat down and in five minutes yesterday put me through like I just tears. did this, basically. Like, put my... Oh! You did want her to do it again, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, actually, well, I need and to you're know not friction. You're, you're not playing this up, right? No. Oh, no, you don't need to. There's no, something I popped. Could, I could tell. Yesterday, when we were on the stream together, you know we yeah. have this running thing, Joe, where the fact that we that Matt never shows any emotion. Yeah. Has oh. never cried in any movie. Did he cry we, afterward? There were tears oh. in his eyes as Fatima was working her magic on his arm. Look, look. look it this is called friction. 
And you you give a signal to the brain that the muscle can chill out. That's I don't feel chills. Does it work on other parts of the body? Immediately, my hands are sweating. That I don't think you want this on other parts of the body. Oh well. The thing is, it I'll doesn't be the judge of that. hurt as much as it just, just the can't talk. <laughs> right, okay. And oh. you said it felt great afterward, though. Do you know what? For hours and hours, until I kind of went to bed and then it kind of came back in. But that'll probably keep You shouldn't have been using it when you went to bed. Why does everyone assume that that's all I do day and night? It's just well, we're know. just men. That's what we do. We're. Bo- I mean, you're I mean, right. Look, look at where our arms go. I mean, it's right there. Yeah, women don't do <laughs> right, that. You're exactly. right. Exactly. Thank you, but thank you. No, seriously. Before we get too far into Monica with all the stuff that you were involved in, there was one thing we did here that you were not involved in that we're just going to tease ever so slightly. Yeah. Because people want to know what was happening while the Super High Roller was being played. There was no stream of that because we were making a brand new cash game show. We had a couple of lineups across two days. Just like they did on the big game, we staked an online qualifier to play in that game against some pros and celebrities. On the first day, we can talk about the lineups, just not the result. We had Daniel Negreanu, Kevin Hart, Liv Barry, Charlie Carroll, Faraz Jacka, And you can imagine, Kevin Hart was kind of ruling the table. And he got involved in a particular hand that Daniel tweeted about. Just witnessed the craziest TV poker hand in history. When this show airs, all minds will be officially blown. (laughs) Kevin Hart, for real, just wow. Yeah, now I don't want to say too much about this hand. In fact, I don't want to say anything about this hand. I get the idea that even though these cash game TV shows are not meant to go out until early 2018, that this hand is probably going to get released before then. Partly as a teaser and partly because everyone will just want to see it and comment on it and hopefully share it. I mean, we did that on the big game with the run it four times. Yeah, hand. We, we, re- yeah. we released it ahead of time. And, you know, you kind of weigh your options, right? You're like, oh, do we keep this as a secret? I don't think it hurts it at all to release it ahead of time. I think, in fact, it, it only helps the situation. So I can't wait for this, especially because, guys, the longer you take to release it, the longer I could just accidentally spoil it. Or me. Or Fatima. Do you know the details, heard, Fatima? You yes, heard about I, it? I did. Yeah, Everyone so, was talking about it. Yeah, so I and guess. so I say get this thing out the door as fast as possible. People are going to love this. Um, and that's all we want to do. That's all we want to talk about with this. I will say just one thing. Uh, I was part of the rehearsal for the cash game, and they made the mistake of um, leaving another deck of cards right next to me. So like <laughs> while we were playing this rehearsal, I, oh. I fished two aces out of it, and I just kept it on the rail. And then I was planning on cheating with them like a couple hands later, and I had uh, I had five eight, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be the perfect hand that I'm just gonna, at the end I'm just gonna table these two aces. I end up flopping a straight in this hand, <laughs> <laughs> and then rivering a straight flush against someone else's nut flush, and I was like, well, shit, I can't cheat now. I gotta have a I gotta have a. Straight you got flush. your aces cracked. Yeah, somehow, somehow, the, I, my cheating aces still lose. Um, but yeah, so I I cracked my own aces. But then the next hand, Maria Hall moves all in, and I'm like, I'm all in too. And then we all table our hands. I throw down the aces, and she's like, That's that's not your hand. Like immediately, because I had the ace of clubs, and so did she. So, uh, even even my attempt to cheat totally failed. Let's move on to the real deal, Holyfield, Monaco. And the first uh, thing that we can talk about fully was this qualifier party. Fatima, you were there. I don't know how you felt about it. It was a great idea. This is basically a kind of private drinks evening for everyone who's won their seat online, all the spin and go qualifiers, all the normal satellite qualifiers, to basically come together and meet each other, but also meet members of Team Pro like yourself. Um, I just thought it was a really kind of nice occasion. Yeah, it was. It's just like I heard afterwards that Vanessa and I think you and Liv had been talking about like subject that subjects that were quite like 
well, I, I'm actually disturbing. So, and I then every rem- time you guys were talking about it, it was like the camera came over. Yes. Basically, <laughs> the conversation eventually turned to breast milk and who had tried it before and who hadn't. And I'm Had you? Oh, yes. But I'm surprised well, that that you, that didn't shock me. I'm surprised that the other you weren't there for it. From your mom, though, or in, in other... No, no, no. We, it was non-mom breast milk. Okay, it was non-mom. like non-your-own okay. mom. It was like, I think it was after the age of 10 years old or something, had you tasted breast milk. And I'm actually shocked that you weren't there, because this seems like exactly the well, kind of I was of actually talking to the qualifiers. <laughs> oh, no, but like that, the idea of the you know, party. Like, that's I was right. Like no, we were in an exclusive circle saying, just, "Get the fuck out!" Kind of road. And then I brought up breast milk. But <laughs> just you know, to be like, clear, and I'm sure it wasn't appropriate, but the qualifiers were involved in this conversation, yeah, 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 yeah. right? And some of the things that Liv and Igor talked about in front of these qualifiers, I was like, they're actually being welcomed oh, really? into the fray as if they've been on the tour for years. Uh, so what? Yeah, most of them left right after that. I think. I so. think so. They're all horrified. <laughs> Don't meet your heroes. That's what no. They but say. it was actually nice. And now, like, I I've met some qualifiers, and I running to them at breakfast. I saw them like reaching day three actually, and it's nice to you know get to know these people and for them to get to know us in well certain ways. So um, yeah, it's it was a good initiative. I thought. And uh, you don't drink. Breast I milk? heard no. <laughs> <laughs> well. Okay, go ahead and answer actually. that question. But you don't drink alcohol. I do occasionally, but not like um, just frequently or something. I don't love the taste of alcohol. I love what alcohol does to me. Like I get buzzed up and I yeah. like that feeling. But um, I just don't like the taste. So. so on this night, you were not drinking very much? No. Well, water. What's the la- when's the last time you were drunk and what did you do? I think uh, Pokerstars Championship Bahamas, the, the players party. Uh-huh. I don't know what I did. You no. don't know what you did. <laughs> if anybody no. has no, no, no. any <laughs> footage <laughs> on their phones, just send it in. I think I was just dancing, having fun. I just won the ladies' event then. Huge event. Huge event. Um, but And I, I won my first real spade, so I was celebrating that, taking photos and getting drunk. Well, that's fun. Like normal people I wish do. I knew what else happened that night. I bet it was pretty interesting. Um, I, the reason I ask is because you guys as team pros sort of get to do all of like we our jobs are pretty fun don't get me wrong we get to do some fun stuff but you guys really like anything that's going on you got to be there so you know you were there for this qualifier party did you play darts with the uh yeah with barney raymond from barneville he's five times world champion he's dutch he's okay he's i'm from rotterdam he's from the hague it's like 20 minute drive Never played darts with him before, but I did here. It was poker darts, so it's not like a normal darts board, but like with all uh, poker, well, you could make poker hands because nice. it's all cards. And he Are was there here, 52 he spots poker. on it? Is every card represented? Um, I'm not sure. I didn't even, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Just the good I, ones. Might yeah, right. But there's like, the aces are really tiny targets, and then the nines, you know, you have to strategize which was ones he, you hit. Was he just as good at poker darts as he would be at regular darts, or is it level the playing field a little bit? Having It that? leveled a little more, but then he was like throwing a straight flush, and then wow. he was throwing really? quads aces. Ah. Yeah, it's just sick what these That's guys brilliant. can do. It's like sick aim. So yeah, you didn't fun. you didn't know him ahead of time, but I did. Oh, I did, did know him. I I and I saw him in Vegas once, and you know he loves poker as well. So he was around, and he just loved being here, meeting Daniel Negreanu. He's like, oh my God, this guy is so approachable, and you know it's funny that a guy who you know plays darts bef- in front of like well the whole of U- all of the UK and yeah. Holland loves darts as well. Uh, is just like as amazed by the poker players as you know. Because they had the darts board at the uh, the charity event 
yeah. the other night. Were you playing in that? Yeah, I was playing in the charity. That's event. what I mean. They get to do all the stuff. There's open. I'm only just talking about open bar stuff, honestly. That's what I really. Well, it was open bar <laughs> stuff. Actually, <laughs> right. I saw players like because the the charity event was actually in this room, like at the end of this room up the stairs, and people that were playing an, another event were like, "Oh my God, it, it's actually good value to play the charity event. It's 150 bucks and it's open bar all night." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, register after you bust the PLO." Just multi-table, just run up as yeah. long as you register the charity gets <laughs> yeah. your money. Grab a That's beer. Awesome. Go back and play. Yeah. yeah, go back and play your your own real event. And it's usually a really fun event too, because everyone's just playing really loose and just enjoying themselves, getting drunk. The charity events are enormous fun. It's been we we alluded to earlier on in the show that this has actually been like quite a uh, a busy trip for us. We've been kind of not had many free hours to ourselves, and so we had not been able to do much of good the thing fun for stuff. Matt though. <laughs> With the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> With the arm. Um, oh, talking of matching now, after that qualifier party, a good reason not to drink. Was there an open bar at tennis? Yes. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. The next day, you had to play tennis first thing in the morning yeah. with Vanessa. Um, it's a good job we didn't send Matt to play <laughs> tennis because we yeah. discovered this week that Vanessa hates Matt. Did, yeah. did Vanessa say anything about not liking Matt at It was so funny. No, that was so funny because I know that Vanessa just loves you, Joe. Like it's it's a hidden secret, like you know. But she loves you, I, so she I'm just wanted to make Vanessa sure. Yeah. She wanted to make sure that whenever she was gonna be on webcast, you'd be there. That's all she but, said. But the message, then, <laughs> and the then message, the message got was through. just no Matt. Just no, no, no Matt. well, it was more. <laughs> the message was, I will only go on the webcast with Joe. So of course, everyone's like, we're gonna have to get Matt out of there. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, she won't go on. So we're in the break before about start, and producer John comes in and says, okay, um, so for the next bit, Vanessa's gonna come in, but it's gonna be. Only be Joe. <laughs> and I was like, I can't. And I'm like, I like, I know I talked to Vanessa about this. I'm sure she didn't say that. I'm sure no, she no, no, said. No, she didn't mean it that way. Joe but has to be in the booth. That's, but that's sure what she, she meant. Only because Joe. She must have just said, uh, uh, only, only, only if it's with Joe. Not only if it's Joe, only. Joe only. Joe only. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, well, that's. That's, and I'm like, oh, man, I've tried so hard to make, make Vanessa feel welcome. And we, <laughs> I thought we had a rapport. And then she comes in, and I'm thinking, well, I'm not going to make a big deal. And I'm like, oh, hi, Vanessa. And we high five. And I'm thinking, well, she seems like I'm saying, listen, I'm going to bring us in, and we'll, we'll get the show going. And then I'm just going to leave you guys alone. And she's like, why? And I'm like, <laughs> be because, because you she hate me? <laughs> she's like, she and then. You're a wanker. I know. Well, that's, <laughs> apparently, she's not the only one. Um, but yes, it was resolved that no, it was more that as long as Joe's there. <laughs> she felt that so bad. Be the whole day of tennis, she's like, Matt sucks. <laughs> Eat it, Matt. And the brilliant thing was then when we, we bumped into briefly the uh, the charity event going on, and I was standing just chatting with Joe and we we're trying to set something up. And then Vanessa appears and just went, Are you still here? And I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> But no, well, it's actually, fine. the girl that manages us, Mel, she was like the one who arranged Give it. Give him a telephone. And we, every time we have to do webcast now, it's like, I say, yeah, but only with Joe. You know, that's the running <laughs> gag now. Not only with Joe. Anything, that's good. Just only that's with Joe. That's a thing now. By the way, didn't she... But we did play tennis, yeah. And we it, it was fun, too. Like, we had two guys showing up, which I thought was a big amount. Vanessa was too modest to say it, but you guys destroyed the, them. the people that showed up, right? Yeah, we kind of did. Yeah. But hey, you know? We had a video you about it. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, on the live stream, good. we could see that, I mean, Fatima and, and, and Vanessa can both play. Yeah. When you we, two play each other, is it competitive? It's very competitive, but, like, we just want to do well. Like, right. we just want to hit good shots. Play against yourself. Well, it's actually true. Although, we do get tempted to just want to beat each other, you know? But it's just, like, it's just a nice sport. I love tennis. I mean, having a great, a great volley in tennis is really fun, right? I mean, it's... 
A great volley? Yeah, like a, what, what do you guys call it? Rally. A rally, sorry. A, a volley's rally. nice, too. I, I love a good volley here. A yeah. volley is a particular type of Occasionally shot. Occasionally, okay. you have a volley. Sorry. But Joe like, and sport, not a natural. I don't really do sports. Yeah, Ray, uh, what do you call him, Barney is his nickname? He wasn't impressed because he was telling me about darts, and I was like, well, I was captain of my bowling team. And he acted like bowling wasn't a sport. And I was like, oh, come on, buddy. Darts? You're going to look down at me? All right. You know what? Well, actually, this was a big discussion in Holland because Michael van Gerwen, he was like world champion. Sorry, said, like, say that again? Michael van Gerwen. Michael van Gerwen. You need Michael, Ma oh, you guys Michael van Gerwen in the back you? of my throat. <laughs> Gerwen, yeah. I'm Dutch, yes. Scheveningen. Anyway, like he's like really good, like amazing darts player. And we actually had the discussion, can he be sportsman of the year in Holland? Because a lot of people think that darts isn't a sport. I think and they're yes. right. No. I think <laughs> yes. Well, that's the discussion. So what? Um, we can't have a guest without one of your dumb games. We're going to do a dumb game, Fatima. This Boom. is also Only not Joe. a sport. We're going to uh, fire up our game show music. Since uh, I always give you a hard time about your middle names or whatever and stuff like that, I'm going to see how well you know other people's middle names, famous people's middle names. We're playing the middle name game on today's show, Fatima. Now, you seem a little worried about how well you're gonna do in this game. Now, there really? are some lifelines, okay? okay. You, can, you can beg a Broughton to help you out. He is still on the show despite Vanessa's best efforts. <laughs> <laughs> He'll and, be fired after this. Yeah. And you can Hector a Hardigan. And I know you're good at Hector. Greetings. So if you would like help from James, you can Hector a Hardigan. Are you ready to play the middle name game? So I have to remember Hector Hardigan, and I have to do... Well, you have to Hector him. So if you like Hardigan, you suck, which should be easy. Yeah. And, and they have to beg a, you have to beg a Broughton. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, yeah. you ready? Yeah. Here we go. This was the easy one. I started off with an easy one because we've already talked. We've already done this. So I'm going to read the first and last name. You just have to give the middle or middle names, and I'll give you a point for anything you get right. Okay, here we go. Wolfgang Mozart. Amadeus. There we go. Boom. That's a no, point. Number one. Ting. These, these one. I know That's where nice. they are. Okay, here we go. This is a poker one, and he's a guy that's deep in the main event. Oh, shit. I'm done. Yeah. Paul Tedeschi. Remember your lifelines. You can, oh, yeah. You can Hector Hardigan or Bega Broughton. Hardigan, you fucking suck. Thank you. <laughs> can you help me out? The answer is Francois. Francois, two for two. Two for Francois. two. Here we go. This is a guy that's from your neck of the woods. Jean Dom. Claude. I'll give you ben. two points. There you go. Two points, up to four points for Fatima. <laughs> this one, I, f I feel like you might be able to get it because you are a, a model in some of your spare time. Jean Gautier. Bull. Bing, 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 bing. Wow, she's she's uh, clean sweep so far. Here we go. Five wow. points so no far. No need for Matt again. Once again, we don't need Matt. What, what is it? What's going <laughs> I on? I will beg you soon. You may, no, need, you may need to beg a Broughton eventually. This guy is a... Is a an American, but he's known worldwide. Martin King. Luther. There we go. I thought that could be if I didn't know that. I, I was hoping. Even even with your uh, Christmas celebrities, you still know Martin King's name. Here we go. Um, Robert Jr. Downey. Yeah, there we go. Wow. Technically not a middle name, but it does come in the middle. She is six for six. John Kennedy. F. We'll give her half a point for yes. F. Yes. I'll give her half, John, half a point for F. What, what does it stand for F? Beggar Broughton. Beg oh. Does Broughton know? Frederick. 
Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. That's not Kennedy. a real name, surely. Two more to go. That's my dad's middle name. That's why I went. I didn't really use my bag. No, no, we no, were no. just mucking okay. around. Still have a bag. Two, two questions left. I One. don't think you're going to need any lifelines with these last no. two. Bega Broughton still remains. Here we go. Very famous actor, Daniel Lewis. Daniel Day? Daniel Day Lewis is correct. One last question for the clean sweep, Lady Ga. Come on, Matt. Please. Please. <laughs> help me out. Is the middle name? Forgive Vanessa and help me out. Gah? That is correct. Oh! Yes! Wow, I think Fatima is the first person Careful to ever almost run the board. If you'd got Fitzgerald right. rather than F, you would have got 10 out of 10. Instead, nine and a half. But it is a record score, oh. and you win absolutely nothing. Well done, you. Congratulations, Fatima. Thanks a lot. Nice work on tennis. Nice work on darts. Nice work on not drinking. I don't know how you pull it off. Poker in the ears. So before we play this week's Superfan game, I want to do like a mini interview with our Superfan and get to know the man, the myth, the legend, Richard Nielsen, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on. All right. I got this. I have this. Hey, good job, Joey. Lightning fingers today, Woo! Joe, I have to say. Now, you guys you guys have seen Richard many times before, whether you know it or not, because Richard used to be the TV dealer. Wow. And TV floor man for a while as well. Yes. Called in to make some difficult decisions. On occasions. Ooh, In fact, let's hear, let's hear just, about one of those, yeah. I just need to remember, like, Maurice Hawkins, like, literally talking to you directly during a, during a key hand. Ego and poker, PCA, ego yeah. broke. Yeah, there was a, an incident with PCA. Um, he was upset by a call from a player, and he wanted me to come over and hand the microphone to the player. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, on the PCA. Um, wow. He wanted you to, what was his intent in... You giving the microphone to After the, the hand was over, the player he was involved in the pot with had made a slight comment. It's the Shamshun of Eisenhand, where he goes, like, ever seen a guy get so much value out of second pair, no kicker? Yeah, exactly. And then he wanted Richard to give him the mic so he could say it again to the room? <laughs> Basically, it was, yeah, if you're going to rub me down, rub me down properly. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you were more, like, used as a prop by him to be like, oh, you got something to say? Richard, come over here with the microphone. Wow. Basically, what, yeah. What's the most difficult decision that you've had to make? Have you ever had one you're like, I really just want to kick this upstairs? There's often things that happen that aren't black and white and you have to kind of go with the fairness of the game. There's many, many situations that you just don't have a proper ruling for. You have you to go with the to... one who's been the closest friend to you. Well, no. <laughs> you really have to take the game situa situation in account and do whatever's the fairest for the game at the time. Regardless who the players are, what the action is, you just have to Good fair yeah, answers fair aren't, aren't that entertaining, unfortunately. I'm interested. Uh, I'm interested in, in, in your background, <laughs> Richard, because obviously we're going to talk about what you currently do with us on the live streams in a moment. But in terms of the whole kind of dealer, casino industry, floorman thing, what was your route? What was your journey? Um, started as a croupier, uh, nearly what 17 years ago in Edinburgh, working table games, roulette and blackjack. Um, moved to Ireland to open and run a casino in Ireland. Um, ended up having two different casinos in Ireland. Um, and then we'd done the Irish Poker Tour, and Poker Stars bought the Irish Poker Tour and it became the UKIPT, and that was kind of my route into Poker Stars. Yeah. As far as like day to day work goes, uh, what did you prefer? Being a croupier, being a poker dealer, being a floor man, do what you do now? I love being in the privileged position I've got just now where I can sit in the gallery and watch 
all the action. Well, tell people what it is you do now, then, as long as that's uh, uh, what the choice is. Yeah, so basically I narrate the game. So um, you once said it was like being an air traffic controller. Yeah. The PCA. Um, yeah, very much that. So all the information that comes in, I have to give the correct information to the appropriate people at the right time. So you're watching and the dealer's speaking to you? Directly to me, yeah. And then you're talking to our production team. Yeah. And they're putting it out on the stream, whether it be graphically or talking to us. Or yeah, so if Dan needs to know how many people Dan's are in the director, hand. director, by the way. Yeah, if Dan needs to know how many people are in hand, I can tell him that. If Graphical Hue needs to know what a stack size is or a chip amount, somebody bets, I can give them that. And um, the cameramen, they always need to know where the next action is. I mean, you're literally calling the action. You're basically like seat one's folded, seat two's folded, action's on seat three. So obviously they know exactly where... Yeah, constantly talking, yeah. And do you do any warm-ups? Do you do any gurgling or uh, doing your scales or anything? No, I've not. Maybe, maybe I should. Really? Yeah, yeah you got to watch out. For chocolate particularly, James will tell you it fattens the larynx. Sugar <laughs> makes the larynx fat. You would think that for someone whose speech is so important, we could have found someone who wasn't Scottish. <laughs> Do you know the amount of people that have said that to me? What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, try me again. Now, Joe, you alluded to the fact that we've seen Richard before, obviously, on screen, not just at the PCA, but also, Richard, you dealt one of the most important river cards in poker history. The entire poker world calling for a deuce. No ace, no king, no ten, no seven. It's a brick! Oh! It's a brick! <laughs> Vicky Corrin has done it! Were you nervous? Were you? All day I thought Jordan was going to win. So when that hand happened with the both having the trip tens and Victoria. Oh, that's right. The there was like the, there was like a shark at the table. Jordan Westmoreland. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and he was playing so well. Um, and then she outkicked him with the trip tens. And then it was kind of old stool Victoria versus sunglasses, poker face, Giacomo. And there was only going to be By the way, Giacomo's his name. That's not like a Scottish insult. Some Giacomo. Yeah, Giacomo <laughs> Check out this Giacomo. And I'm a poker fan, and I love the psychology of poker. And watching her so eloquently talk her way through that final table was just such a joy for me. And when the four came down on the river, I found it really hard not to cheer with yes. everyone else. Because here's the thing, you're, you're waiting, because everyone knows that when it's a TV hand, when it's a big hand, when it's potentially the final hand of the tournament, we're holding the deal of that river card. What are you thinking? Because you're meant to be Mr. Objective, right? But part of you's got to be thinking, don't, don't deal an ace. <laughs> yeah, at that moment, I'm just thinking of the outs. Um, that was all I was thinking about. Um, just what I can't hit. <laughs> and I remember keep looking up at Vicky because I wanted the reaction and she was stone cold she she was just staring blankly and I was waiting for something from her but she was just blank and then obviously the four came down and everybody cheered and I just tried to stay cool and not react which was very difficult so when you're uh, so when you're in that moment and the deal's being held is that difficult for you as the dealer to sit there when they're like okay just hold for a minute hold and you're like don't you just want to get it over with to a degree on an outer table, you just deal that river card. Right. And as you're dealing the river card, you're going through in your head all the possible outs. So when you've got that extra couple of minutes to get everything set in your head and what you can and can't hit, it's actually a help. Oh, excellent. Cool. And is it is it hard now in the position you're in to make that dealer hold? On some situations, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when it's a situation where it's a big river card and it matters, then you can see the emotion in players' faces, and it's good. It's good for the game. If it's not an important river card, you just feel like you're slowing down play, and you just want to get that card out, and you're kind of putting the players through a bit of you're like, added pressure for no reason. Guys, this isn't very important. Can we go? Can we do this? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so we should get to the game, otherwise we're going to run out of time. Okay, Richard, what have it. you chosen as your specialist subject here on Superfan versus Stapes? Right, well, I'm representing Ben here because I gave a few suggestions of things to do and he decided to do something about poker. So, yeah, we're doing casino terminology, I believe. Oh, I, well, you better know. I was told that you were absolutely on the money. He well, studied. I did go home last night and study. The funny thing is, is from the first day I turned up here, and I would always see Richard say, how are you doing, mate? And we have a cat up. He was like, hey, buddy, how are you doing? Arm around me every single day. Want to tell me anything about <laughs> anything? I was like, no, no, no. Next day, hey, mate, you had a breakfast. Shall I get you something? Yeah, Richard like, wants that hoodie. So Richard, let's see. Richard, I yeah, do. Richard, he mentioned a few minutes ago he's a poker fan. He's been asking me for a hoodie for years, and I always told him, dude, I don't have one or I give it to you. Like, I don't even have one, so I really am pulling for you, man. I have done no studying whatsoever. Okay, let's get to it. I've got a chance. Superfan versus States. Right, as you might imagine, this isn't going to be where you guys, guys get to pick which question. There's clearly your questions <laughs> and Joe's questions. Oh, Jay. Right, and as always, we start with the guess. So, Richard, this is the only one that isn't multiple choice. So, for a point, get you on the board. Who are the Kissing Kings, and why are they called that? The Kissing Kings. Oh, yes! It's the king that looks left and the king that looks right, so the two red kings. I'm going to hit the wrong and the right at the same time, based on Matt's face. Can you tell me a little bit more? Actually, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the bonus question. In a new deck of cards, this makes sense. In a new deck of cards, what order are the suits of the cards from the top to the bottom? Hearts, clubs, diamonds, spades. And can you tell me anything about the sequence of the numbering? It goes from ace to king. And from the bottom of the deck, ace king. to king. So in the middle, what do you get? He's not going to get this, is he? When you light the, the, the deck. The clubs and the diamonds. The king of clubs, the king of diamonds? Basically, yes, is the king of clubs and the king of diamonds come together in the center of the new, and that's why they're called the kissing kings, Got you. which yeah. you knew. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely one, one point? point for Richard. Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. We all learned I feel something being there, helped, and the yeah. thing we learned is that they really want Richard to win. Yeah. No, I didn't know that, but apparently that's the thing, is that it goes from the ace of hearts to the ace of spades at the bottom. Yeah. So in the middle of a brand new unopened deck are the two kings that, that come together and they're the kissing kings. Well, they're kind of spooning really because they're back to back, right? Or well, anyway, uh, Joe, your first question. Which of the following games did I genuinely to pitch five. to an online gaming company in 2014? Was it Prawn Ring Roulette, <laughs> Michael Buble Bingo, <laughs> Burt Bacharach Baccarat, or Al Pacino Kino? How are any of those genuine? <laughs> It's either I'm narrowing it down to Burke Baccarat Baccarat <laughs> or Al Pacino Kino. I'm going to go with Al Pacino Kino. No, it was Michael Bublé. Bingo. Oh, damn. Didn't um, narrow it down to the right two. A genuine pitch in 2014. Bonus question. Though never. How much did Bublé want? You didn't get that far. Didn't get that far. Okay. Though never produced, did the company develop the idea? Yes. No. No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Richard. What is the material used in modern scratch cards to reveal that you've not won anything? Again, there is multiple choice option here for a point if you'd prefer. The material used? In the scratch card. You know the scratch Like card. the silvery bit that you Yeah, the silvery off. bit, yeah. Silvery bit, correct. Do you want the options or do you? No, give me a multiple choice. Is it polymer ink, UV ink, thermochromic ink, or silver leaf ink? Silver leaf ink. 
No, it isn't. Tomek, oh. it is UV ink. Don't try and join in. Uh, <laughs> as a bonus, why is it called UV ink? Because it doesn't let UV light through. Incorrect. It's because <laughs> it's an ink that dries under UV radiation. A bonus bonus. What superpower do you think you would end up with if you were exposed to the kind of radiation that dries scratch card ink? And this can be stolen with a funnier idea, so stand by. Uh, everything turns to metal. I'll accept that. Joe? Um, impotency. Not as funny. You win the point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joseph, according to the website thetop10casinos.com, by square feet and number of gaming machines, which is the largest casino in the world? Multiple choice available. Venetian Macau. Yes. Two is, points. Is two points. That is two Ooh, points. game alert. Bonus. Oh, gosh. That hoodie is looking a bit thread. Uh, <laughs> how many thousands of gaming machines on the Venetian Macau's gaming floor? How many thousands of gaming machines? And I get multiple choice or no? No, this is just a bonus. 5,000. 3,000, I'm afraid. Okay, Good. Richard, close, I'm yeah. already feeling I've pitched these way too high. The modern era of slot machines is credited to a Californian mechanic who in 1890 created games such as Liberty Bell, Card Bell, and the 41144. Dreadful name for a slot. <laughs> what is his name, the mechanic who invented the slot oh, machines? Multiple choice available. Yes, again. please. Arthur Slots. Gustav Schultz? No. Moses Gunst? No. Nathan Watts? Mm. Or Charles Fay? Charles Fay. Correct. Wow. That's a point. A bonus also. What generic term were all early slots known as? Liberty Bells. No. No, that was the, the name of the one, first eh? one. They were known as one arm bandits. Ah, of course. But for yeah. a bonus, for 100 points, one of your options there was Nathan Watts. For 100 bonus points, who is Nathan Watts? <laughs> oh. I want, a chance, I want a chance to steal this. Okay. I don't know. Matt's next door neighbor. No, it's Stevie Wonder's bass player. I was uh, pretty sure that no one was going to get that. That's why it had a big bonus on it. Uh, this will be yours, Joseph. The most popular theory around roulette's origins, originally called roly-poly, uh, is from a famous French mathematician, Pascal, who came up with the roulette wheel in 1655 by chance when he was experimenting with what? Two points or multiple choice available for? I'll go with the multiple choice. Was he experimenting with prawn rings, <laughs> perpetual motion, abacus designs, or spirogyra toys? Perpetual motion. Correct. Tight game again. Bonus point. I can't wait for prawn ring to be the actual answer for one of these. <laughs> According to the photo on the packaging, how many prawns do you get in a two-pound <laughs> prawn ring from Iceland? <laughs> two pounds. <laughs> if the photo on the packaging. Yeah. In two pounds. <laughs> 75. No, good lord, for two <laughs> pounds. Oh, I thought you meant it weighed two pounds. <laughs> no. no. How many prawns do you get? No, oh, the answer was shit. 20 or 21. I couldn't tell from I the picture. I didn't ask currency or weight. Two pounds each or three for a fiver. <laughs> um, okay, the game of craps, Those Richard. would be some fucking disgusting prawns. Probably so. The game of craps is known to be descended from what? Two points for a straight answer or multiple choice. Rolling dice? No, you've just blown it there. It's actually... Give him, uh, the, give him the options. Okay, is it a decision-making device used during the Crusades? Was it a Persian gambling game, a Mayan fertility ritual, or an Egyptian witch doctor fortune-telling method? The second one. No. It was the witch doctor. That's why it's known as rolling the bones. No, it's called rolling the bones because the dice were made of bone. But why were they made of bonus? Because, honestly, I did a huge amount of research, oh. clearly more than you. <laughs> I'm buzzing you again for that one. Uh, there is a I'm bonus here, points, which yeah. you're not going to know either. Richard's back. Richard's down to zero. 
<laughs> Craps was invented during the Crusades in 1125 by who? Sir William of Tyre. Um, Sir William of Tyre? Yes! Well done, Richard. Man. How did you know that? Man, you... It just came to me. Okay. Uh, what are the scores, please? Uh, it's four points to Richard, three to Joe. Okay. The Catalina Casino in California, a famous landmark that overlooks Avalon Harbor. But what makes it an unusual casino? Multiple choice available if you want. Multiple choice, please. It's a movie theater. It's a banqueting hall. It's used for mass public meetings, or it's a spa resort. The cat movie theater. Correct. Tied game again as we head into the final round. Right. Good luck. The four kings in a standard deck of cards were designed to represent famous kings or leaders. You get a point for each that you can name. Okay. King of Diamonds is Julius Caesar. Yes. King of Hearts is... Is... Charlemagne? Yes. Wow. King of Clubs is David, King David. No, Alexander the Great. Yes. And the King of Spades is King David. Yes. Wow. Four points. That's impressive. Okay, right. Joe, your final question. Your final question, Joe. Mm -hmm. Spell Baccarat backwards. T-A-R- <laughs> A C C A B. Hey! Well done, Joe. Sadly, that was only worth one point, which means <laughs> your final score letter. is five. Richard, your final score is eight. You have won this game of Superman vs. Stapes, and you get the Everyone Loves a Chop Pot hoodie. By the way, it only comes in extra small. <laughs> I'm, fine with that. I'm fine with that. I'm a sucker for free hoodies. Hold on, mate. Well thank done. you very much. Richard, guys. thank you very much for being on the show. Thank and also, more especially, thank you for uh, not uh, letting that Giacomo win in San Remo. But it ruined everything. Yeah. It would have been. It would have ruined uh, my big moment going, oh, over Hardigan's uh, call it, call card. Hey, guys, that's it. That's all the time we've got for this episode of Poker in the Ears and eyes, but we will be back next week with Just Poker in the Airs with a total Monaco recap. Until then, I want to thank our guests, Fatima, Wolfgang, Amadeus, Mary Elizabeth, Master Antonio DeMello for being here, Richard Nielsen for my work wife, James Hardigan, and my work abusive stepdad, Matt Broughton. I would like to thank them as well. I am Joe Stapleton saying, smell you later. Whoa.